0: Alhamdulillah Rabbil Rasulhi Sayyidina Muhammad Alhamdulillah, we reach this Mubarak eighth night of Ramadan. MashaAllah, we're about a quarter of the way through uh, this Mubarak month. So whoever wants to do something in it, uh, don't wait for tomorrow. It's passing. It's slipping through my fingers. I make sure to mention this at least once every Ramadan. The thing that 100% scratches the chalkboard of my soul is when people say, Oh, Ramadan went by so fast. Don't, don't say that. If you're actually using it, it's a Mubarak month. One day should feel like it's like a week or a month or a year for you. If you're using the time properly, you should... At Asr time, Fajr should have been so distant to you in your memory that it seems like it was an age ago. Uh, but, you know, if you're just uh, passing time, then the time will pass one way or the other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala give us tawfeel. <laughs> so the sixth uh, archetype of su'luk he mentions is the Sahlis. They're the followers of Sahl bin Abdullah uh, tustari Tustar, uh, 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 sometimes it's spelled Shustar as well. The actual name is a place name in Iran. There's a place called Chustar. Uh, in Iran, that he's uh, from. Obviously, this is when Ir- Iran was still uh, under the wilai of the Ahl Sunnah. Uh, uh, they're the followers of Sahil bin Abdullah of Tustar, a great and venerable Sufi who has already been mentioned. His doctrine inculcates endeavor and self mortification, mujahada, and ascetic training. Uh, he used to bring his disciplines to perfection in mujahadat. It is related in a well-known anecdote that he said to his disciples, strive to say continuously for one day, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, and do the same the next day after that until you become habituated to saying those words. He then bade the disciple to repeat them at night as well until they became so familiar that he uttered them even during his sleep. Thereafter he said, do not repeat them anymore, but let all of your faculties now be engrossed in remembering Allah. The disciple did this until he became absorbed in the highest thought of God. One day when he was in his house, a piece of wood fell uh, on his head and broke his uh, head. The drops of blood that trickled to the ground bore the legend on them. Allah, Allah, Allah. The path of the Sahlis is to educate the disciple through acts of mujahada and austerity. Uh, That of the Hamdunis, we mentioned the Sheikh Hamdun Qassar a couple of days ago, is uh, to serve and reverence one's fellow uh, travelers on the spiritual path, and that of the Junaidis is to keep watch over one's own spiritual state. batin. The object of all austerities and mujahadat is uh, resistance to the lower soul, to the nafs, until a man knows his lower soul. Uh, uh, his austerities are of to no use to him. So he says something really important. He says that until a man knows his own lower soul, until a man knows his own nafs, his austerities are of no use to him. So this is, mashallah, why actually learning things like medicine, although that's not the entire knowledge of the nafs, but there's a side of what the nafs is that's connected to that. Knowing what the nafs is, knowing what its function is, knowing why you have it, what it's there for, how it's supposed to help, what its benefit is, why people have uh, nufus. Knowing uh, the nafs is necessary without them, the mujahadat are not going to help a person. Because if your nafs is so evil, why not just jump off a bridge and kill yourself? You know, why not just take uh, some sort of like, Uh, some sort of medicine that will paralyze you for the rest of your life if suicide is haram or whatever. Why not do all sorts of things? So who mentioned some of the the interesting stories and anecdotes uh, with regards to mujahada with questions like this? But this is the important thing. If you don't know what the nafs is, then your mujahadat are a waste of time. Discourse on the true nature of the lower soul of the nafs and the meaning of passion, hawa. You must know that the nafs etymologically is the essence or reality of anything. Thank you. But in popular language, it is used to denote many contradictory meanings. It can mean spirit, it can be uh, virility, it can mean body, it can mean blood. Uh, the mystics of this sect, however, uh, or of this group are agreed that it is the source of principal evil. Uh, and while some assert that is it is a substance, an ayn, located within the body uh, as the spirit is, others hold it to be an attribute of the body as life is. But they all agree that through its base qualities, uh, through it are base qualities manifested and that it is the immediate cause of blameworthy actions. Such actions are of two kinds, namely sins, ma'asiyah, uh, and base qualities, akhlaq uh, dani, like pride, envy, avarice, anger, hatred, etc., which are not commendable in the law nor in reason. These qualities can be removed through discipline, riada. Example, sins are removed by repentance. Sins belong to the class of external attributes where the qualities above mentioned belong to the class of internal attributes. Similarly, discipline is an external act and repentance is an internal act. A base quality that appears within is purged by excellent outward attributes and one that appears outside is purged by laudable inward attributes. Both the lower soul and the spirit are subtle things, lataif, they're ethereal, they don't have a physical manifestation. Existing in the body... Uh, Just as devils and angels uh, uh, and paradise and hell exist in the universe, but uh, the one is the seed of good while the other is the seed of evil in its particular locus. Mm -hmm. Hence, resistance to the lower soul is the chief of all acts of devotion and the crown of all acts of mujahada, And only thereby can a man find the way to God because submission to the lower soul involves his destruction and resistance to it involves his salvation. Now, every attribute needs an object whereby it subsists. So you can't just have like a, 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 a an abstract attribute floating around. It has to it has to be attributed to something. Every attribute needs an object whereby it subsists, and knowledge uh, of that attribute, nam- namely of the nafs, is not attained, save by knowledge of the whole body, uh, which knowledge in turn demands an explanation of the qualities of human nature, of insaniya itself, and the mysteries thereof, and is incumbent upon all the seekers of the hak, uh, because whoever is ignorant of himself is then yet even more ignorant of other things. And inasmuch as a man is bound to know God, he must first know himself in order that he may, uh, by rightly perceiving his own temporality, recognize the eternality of God, uh, uh, and may learn the everlastingness of God through his own perishableness." Uh, uh, it's related that the Rasulullah ﷺ <laughs> said, who, "Who knows himself knows his Lord." Uh, this is Mashallah quoted, I think, in a really goofy way by a lot of people. It's not that you knowing your own nafs is not going to tell you anything about Allah. It's knowing Allah through opposites. It's everything that's n- not you. That's how that's how you can tell that how how you can recognize. Which is one of the reasons it's so pernicious that there's. Uh, a fitna amongst people of anthropomorphism, that they try to describe Allah Ta'ala بالله, as having a physical body and driven by physical motives and reacting things to uh, things in time and space. The point of this is that knowing yourself is a means to knowing Allah Ta'ala in as much as it tells you what Allah Ta'ala is not. That you know you're perishable, it will teach you what does, what does it mean to be everlasting i.e. he who knows himself as perishable knows that God is everlasting. If he ever knows himself as humble, then he knows God is almighty. If he knows himself as a servant, then he knows God as the Lord. Therefore, one who does not know himself is debarred from knowledge of all things. As regards the knowledge of human nature and the various opinions held on that topic, some Muslims assert that man is nothing but a spirit uh, of which the body is a uh, cuirass, and temple and residence, in order to preserve it from being injured by the natural humors, uh, and of which the attributes are sensation and intelligence. This view is false. You're not just your spirit. This is one of the things, like the Christians, for example, they say like you know they believe in like a a, a, a spiritual paradise, not a physical paradise. And they actually faulted the messenger of Allah وسلم, for this. They said this is one of their early polemics, one of the only arguments they could come up against Muslims was, "Oh, look how gross you guys are. You have like a physical body in Jannah, and you like have sex and things like that. It will gross. And whenever someone says that, I said, "You know, it's not that gross after at the end of the day, right? Your mother did it. So it should be. It's not that bad, is it? <laughs> this view is false, because a body from which the soul, uh, uh, the John has departed is still called a human being. It's still called an insan. If the soul is joined with it, uh, then it is a live human being. And if the soul is separated, it is a dead human being. Moreover, a soul is located in the bodies of animals. However, the animals are not called human beings. There's a spirit in animals. They have arwah as well. But if the ruh is what made you a human, then the animals, when they have the ruh inside them, you would call them humans as well. But you don't. If the spirit was the cause of human nature, it would follow that the principle of human nature must exist in every creature. Uh, uh, possessed of a soul, every Jandar uh, uh, creature, which is a proof of the falsity of their assertion. Uh, others again have stated that the term human nature is applicable to the spirit and the body together, and that it no longer applies when one is separated from the other. Uh, for example, when two colors, black and white, are combined in a horse, the horse is called ablak piebald, whereas when the same colors are apart from each other, they're called black and white separately. This too is false in accordance to God's word. Did there not come over man a space of time during which he was not a thing worthy of mention? هَلْ حِينٌ مِّنَ لَمْ يَكُنْ Meaning what? That the reality is, is, is something deeper. In this verse, man's clay without the soul, for the soul had not even been yet joined to the body, is still called man. Others uh, say that man uh, is an atom, a johar, uh, centered in the heart, which is the principle of all human attributes. This also is absurd, for if anyone is killed and his heart is taken out of his body, he does not lose the name of human being. Moreover, it is agreed that the heart is not in the human body from before the soul, which is interesting as well. Uh, There are some people who, uh, uh, they they use this as their big proof that, for example, like abortion is uh, murder. Uh, you know, from the, because the heart starts to beat at a very early age or whatever, and so this is mashallah the mashaykh. In the old times, they're negating that that the heartbeat is important. It's great; it's important for you physically, but it's not. Uh, and I'm not trying to get into that debate, but it's not it's not what makes you a human being. Some pretenders to sufism imagine that you can actually. We're on the cusp. I don't think the technology is all that far off that a person could live with an artificial heart. People live for some time. They have like a wing screw. They have no heartbeat. Everything they can still live. You're not going to say that the Person isn't. A person is a human. Is not a human being at that time. It's emotional attachment rather than anything usuli. Uh, uh, moreover, it is agreed that the heart does not uh, was not in the human body before the soul, the spirit. Uh, some pretenders to tasawwuf had fallen into error uh, in this topic. They declared that man is not that which eats and drinks and suffers decay, but a divine mystery of which the heart is the vestiture. Uh, situated in the interfusion of the natural humors uh, and in union with, uh, of the body of the spirit. To this I reply uh, by universal consent that the name of human being belongs to sane men and mad, infidels and immoral and ignorant persons in whom there is no such mystery. So he's saying this is all, uh, this is all fluff. And, and those who suffer decay and eat and drink, uh, it's still there in them and there is nothing called man in the body either while it exists or after it ceased to exist. Uh, all, uh, God Almighty has given the name of man to the sum of the substances which he compounded in us, excluding those things which are not to be found in some human beings. Uh, uh, for example, in the verses, and we have created man from the uh, uh, choicest of clay, sulalat mintin. tin Therefore, according to the word of God, uh, who is the most uh, voracious of all those who speak the Haq, this particular form with all of its ingredients and all of its changes that it undergoes is man. Uh, in like manner, certain Sunnis have said that man is a living creature whose form has the characteristics, uh, has these characteristics, and death does not deprive him of the of that name, and that he's endowed with uh, definite physiognomy, surat mahud and a distinct organ alate mossum, both externally and internally. By definite physiognomy, they mean that he has either good or ill health, and by distinct organ, they mean that he is Mad or sane, it generally uh, it is generally allowed that the more sound sahih thing is, the more perfect it is in its constitution. You must know then that, in the opinion of the Sufis, the most perfect composition of man includes three elements: the spirit, the ruh, the uh, nafs, and the body, and that each of these has an attribute which subsists therein. The attribute of the spirit being intelligence, the attribute of the nafs being passion, and the attribute of body being sensation, senses. Man is a type of a whole universe. The universe is the name of two worlds, and man uh, there is a vestige of both, for he is composed of phlegm, blood, and bile, melancholy, uh, which the four humors correspond to the four elements found in the world uh, with regards to water, earth, air, and fire, while his soul, his nafs, uh, sorry, his spirit, his John, his spirit, and his lower soul, his nafs, and his body correspond to paradise in the universe, hell in the universe, and uh, the place of resurrection. That the spirit corresponds to Jannah, and the nafs corresponds to Dozakh, to Jahannam, and the uh, body uh, uh, corresponds to the Mahshar and Manshar, the place of resurrection. Paradise is the effect of God's satisfaction, and hell is the result of his anger. Similarly, the spirit of the true believer reflects The peace and knowledge and his lower soul, the error which veils him from God. As at the resurrection, the believer must be released from hell before he can reach paradise and attain real vision and pure love. So in this world, he must escape from his lower soul before he can attain uh, the real irada, the real uh, uh, seeking uh, of that which the spirit is the principle uh, and to any real proximity of God or knowledge of him. So that's what it is. Just like on the Day of Judgment, you have to go through the process of judgment and be judged worthy. There's a difficulty everyone goes through, even those people who go to Jannah forever. Just like that, the body needs to go through a certain amount of mujahada in order to be uh, uh, then authorized to walk the path toward the uh, ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his qurb. Hence, whoever knows him in this world and turns away from all beside and follows the highway uh, of the sacred law, of the sharia, uh, at the resurrection, he will not see hell, uh, uh, but will pass the sirat. In short, the believer spirit calls him to paradise which is a, uh, of a type in this world, of which it is a type in this world, I should say. And his nafs calls him to hell, which is, of which it is also a type in this world. Therefore, it behooves those who seek God to never relax in their resistance to the nafs in order that they may, Reinforce the spirit and the intelligence, which are the place where the divine mystery dwells. So this is something I was listening to a bayan of my sheikh, mashallah, and he quoted a, 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 a bait of Mawlana Rumi that mashallah, sheikh Tamim also is very fond of quoting. That, uh, that this is the entire thing is summarized in these three, right? The, 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 the entire journey of the spirit pulling a person toward paradise uh, and the journey of the body pulling a person away from it toward Jahannam. That this Ramadan, Allah Ta'ala gave madad to the believers by actually commanding them to fast. Why? It's the type of mujahada that shuts down the ability of the nafs to pull a person. And then on the other hand, he increased the value of good deeds and the jazb, the attraction that good deeds have to a person by increasing their reward and by increasing the attractiveness of them uh, in this time. That Mullah rumi said, band o band o lab band garna bini barman or barma that shut your your eyes and shut your ears and shut your mouth if after that you are not able to see the secret of the haq the 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 reality of the haq then you can laugh at us you can say that that this person really they're just selling snake oil cut off your connection with the with the, uh, with the nafs and you will weaken its ability to pull you away from the path of the sacred law. Uh, and uh, if afterward, if like doing some mujahada you don't see a difference in yourself, then you can say, this is all a scam. This is a cult. Somebody is trying to make donation off of us and uh, uh, whatnot. And you can move on and do bigger and better things in your life. But if you see that that actually has some benefit in it uh, for you, uh, then you know that the principles of this uh, uh, suluk toward Allah Ta'ala are sound. And uh, we then pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us all to our uh, intended destination.